Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Livesey. Today, I am joined by Kirsten. Kirsten, what? Tell them, tell them about yourself. <laughs> My name is Kirsten Nick. Um, I know a little bit about sailing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm a musician. You're a pirate. I am a Viking. A by modern. Blood. D- a, that's a fucking pirate. Yeah, a Scandinavian I guess so. pirate. Yeah, Scandi pirate. Yeah. Are you really Scandinavian? You look Scandinavian. Yeah. My name's Kirsten. <laughs> my last name's Nick. Once Knickerbocker. That's not very Scandi, but anyways, um, those are my origins. Did you know that our days were named after Norse gods? Our days of the week. Thor's day. Freya <laughs> day. What? Wow. Yeah. I feel and like they this all is represent <laughs> different. There's seven different planets. Like, uh, I think. Uh, there's the Saturn. There's the Moon Saturn Day. day moon Day. Um, the Sunday. Sunday. What is Tuesday? Tuesday, I believe, is Mars. Wednesday is. Damn it. Mm. Thursday. Thursday is Jupiter. Friday is Venus. Yeah, I don't remember what Tuesday is. I'm weird. Yeah, Tuesday is always kind of a blue day for me, so we'll just forget about that one. You know what? I feel like some of my favorite days are like Tuesday, Friday. Friday is always good for me. I don't mind Thursday so much. What day Uh, were you born on? I fucking think it was like a monday and i'm not mm. oh no no i think i was born on a friday i'm not a fan of sundays or mondays i know that it's oh. really weird i like saturdays saturdays are cool I, I like fridays um fridays are always good for me yeah i guess saturdays are always good for me too because i'm a capricorn and That's i'm ruled by daddy, saturn daddy planet yeah father yeah. father the father of the zodiac <laughs> daddy daddy day <laughs> that's right <laughs> You like that too much. Yeah, be a good little girl <laughs> and you'll get spanked. Every Capricorn I know loves to be called daddy. What the fuck is up with that? What a dirt bag. Daddy dirt bag. I anyway. learned a lot. My but enough about me. <laughs> My best friend on Kauai is a 74-year-old Capricorn man. And oh, uh, really? Our dynamic was great because he was just like my teacher. Was he, and a, he, loved was he a gardener? Yeah, he gardens, and he's a surfer. He's like an OG. Is he super moved there wealthy? in the 60s. Well, no, he's like normal. What's his name? Peter Sellis. Hmm. Surf legend. Look him up. He's a well, cool guy. Sounds very familiar because he was on Kauai. He's a small island. Yeah, you probably yeah, knew him. Yeah, I was there for three and a half years. I bet you I knew him. Probably. If you surfed. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a huge surfer. I was more of a paddler i did like the canoeing and paddle boarding and i foamed a little bit cool know. but uh yeah so kirsten you're norwegian you're a dirty pirate <laughs> i'm not dirty <laughs> i'm a viking <laughs> i try not to be dirty i uh, i have been farming for the past couple of years so it's somewhat inevitable okay but, yeah um yeah, I I have I don't even know how you to tell my story. You are pretty clean. You're wearing white Converse, and they're not that dirty. They're not so that dirty. I've washed them. So she's clean. Li- she yeah, looks I clean. Like clean. Yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyed, clear skin, wearing a leopard top and light blue pants and white Converse. She's pretty clean. <laughs> um. So, what do you do? Oh, let's give them a background. So, 
I met Kirsten through Annie Hardy, who was on the podcast recently, and I've been on Annie Hardy's podcast a couple times. And uh, Annie's like, oh, my friend Kirsten listened to our podcast, and she wants to meet you, so we met up. And she said, oh, you and Kirsten are like in the same phase right now. You guys are both traveling. So I met up with Kirsten at the Grove in L.A. Mm -hmm. Yeah, somehow we're both in L.A., which is... It's so bizarre to me. It's so surreal that I keep coming back here. And this is where my music is happening right now because my journey, I mean, I've been living on Kauai the past year plus. And since I left and New when York. Did you oh, yeah, yeah. And that's right. And she's like, oh, yeah, she lived on Kauai, too. And I was like, oh, I bet you we know some of the same people. Yeah. A lot of mutual friends, mutual orbits. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's I, you know, the last place I would want to be after my journeys after leaving New York when COVID hit. It's like I never thought that it would be this place. Yes. You know, it's not a place for a truther. <laughs> it's really bizarre in that fashion. Um, but, yeah, so we, we met up and um, it, she's like traveling all over in your in your truck. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm traveling all over in my truck. And it's crazy because. Like I was supposed to leave L.A., go to Arizona, then Texas, and I got stranded here because of that dental shit. And she left L.A. and went to Arizona and Texas. Right. Is that <laughs> yeah. what you did? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crazy. And so what the hell. What made you decide that I'm just going to fucking jump in my truck and drive all over like a gypsy? <laughs> when COVID hit. Um, I, the last days that bars were open of March, 2020, I was playing this international music festival and, um, You're I had a musician, right? Yeah. I'm a musician. You're I on had, Apple, right? I'm on everything. What's your name? You find what, me what all your, over the internet. What is your musical name? It's my name. Kirsten Nick. Okay. Yeah. I listen to some of your music. It's like very mellow electro music with you singing yeah. over it. Dreamy pop music. She's an enchantress. A siren. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I'll I'll go with she that. She says she's a Viking, but really she's a siren, <laughs> and she makes them crash into yeah, walls. I'm deceiving. <laughs> so, um, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm it's, that's fine. No, me too. This is gonna be an interesting one. Uh, yeah. So, um, I was supposed to tour Europe March twentieth, twenty twenty. My record label is in Sweden, and I had all these plans, and the world shut down. Mm -hmm. And after playing the music festival, my bandmate and I both got COVID. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I isolated. I did the thing. At the beginning of COVID, I was like, I don't know what to expect. Maybe I'm going to die from this. Maybe everyone's going to die. Quarantine's mm -hmm. a great idea. I was totally on board with everything. And Stay home. Save <laughs> lives. <laughs> And I did, and I got back with my ex-girlfriend. We quarantined together. Why are gas prices so high? <laughs> hey, you told us to stay home and save lives. You fucked the economy up. You didn't yeah. see that coming? Yeah, we're in a, a God, such a bind right now. It's, uh, yeah, what a roller coaster. But yeah, I, I did the thing. I stayed inside. I got with an ex. We, we uh, quarantined together, and uh, then Black Lives Matter happened, and it just felt like that Spike Lee movie, Do the Right Thing, where, like, ev like someone was, like, turning up the heat, and, like, all the insanity was just, yes. like, rising with the temperatures, Absolutely. and, like, being in a pressure cooker that is New York City with, like, all of this intense So you were fear. back in New York after Scandinavia? I didn't go, because the world shut down. Oh, okay. I had my tickets. I was ready to go. I had that sort of itch to travel, 
and to get my music out there. And since that couldn't happen, I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, do the quarantine thing, stay okay. in New York. And I was just like boiling with the pressure cooker and, um, you know, getting back with an ex-girlfriend and then, oh, it's complicated. Um, the whole Black Lives Matter thing, it was just kind of the end. And I, and I got involved in Black Lives Matter and I was really on board with it and I was really angry and I was, I really thought that that was a sort of like the right move even though and then you found out that all the money goes to white politicians <laughs> and to a few people a few black people at the top of blm that all bought mansions and give a fuck yeah. about their own people yeah it became apparent pretty quickly that it wasn't um the cause that we were all looking for i think everyone wanted some sort of revolution and everyone knew that something was terribly wrong mm-hmm. and uh I, you know, I thought, oh, it's because we're all racist. Like, let's let's do this. Let's stand up. Let's fight. And um, I kind of got pulled into that. What the weird thing about like BLM is, and I'm sorry to keep interrupting. That's just the way I am. I no, please. The oldest sibling. The weird thing about BLM <laughs> is is like <laughs> is like uh, freaking. Uh, you look at like the movement itself, and it's like it's like 75 percent white people. That right there should tell you, mm. okay. Mm-hmm. Racism is not a big problem in America. It's not that it's not a problem, but it's like stupidity. We're not going to eliminate stupidity. What do you think the first problems of like racists are? It's like stupidity. It's like racists probably have like five problems before racism. And like. Well, you think about critical race theory too and the sort of like Marxist agenda and mm-hmm. what that does to a society and the amount of shame and, and sort of like. It, it adds this layer of. of comp- like further compliance to what we've already been yes. you know submitting to equality we all need to be homeless yes. together and we all is, yeah is we need to stay inside and look out for each other and and this pandemic is affecting the people of color and the marginalized the most like don't well, be racist stop telling people to stay home you <laughs> fucking assholes <laughs> It's yeah, it's been crazy, and then and then thinking about you know, like two years later, them trying people in the con- the truckers convoy in Canada trying to stand up for just basic human rights and and standing up uh, in a very peaceful way against these mandates, even though they've already complied to a certain extent. The way that that was shut down, how there was no support whatsoever, the media was not on the side of of these people standing up in a peaceful way. It was like immediately shut and down. And now all of a sudden, a state ev- of emergency. Like the freaking UN was called in. There was so much aggression and like opposition to that movement. Whereas like Black Lives Matter, it was like pro- oh, yeah. like the peak. Burn of the down your cities. Yeah, tear like, it all take down. Take it all down. Yeah. So yeah, much aggression. And then like you like look at the the Canadian truckers and it's like you got fucking scumbag Trudeau speaking about you know what's his name uh Justin Castro up there you know (laughs) virtue signaling to everyone about how all the truckers are Nazis and shit but now he's like talking about how everyone in Ukraine deserves basic human rights (laughs) it's like you just all the double standards with everything more and this is nothing against homosexuals but you just couldn't find a more bitch made faggot than Justin Trudeau (laughs) to like you know, like, God, a theater oh, teacher, such a fucking so piece of theatrical, shit. All of it. God. It's, um, yeah, it's, it, there's been a lot of hypocrisy and it's, it's basically the, anything that's like 
highlighted in the media or like deemed acceptable in our media is like it's backwards it's it's like. literally in, it's they're like literally doing like psychological tests on us mm. how dumb are these people can we yeah. bring them over here can yeah. we get them to go over there <laughs> can we get them to believe this can we get them to believe I that know. every time i see people on a run here in la with their mask on i'm like you are you are passing the test <laughs> like this is like this is what they want to be seeing. Oh my you know, God. I look at it through like the eyes of like if I were a Rockefeller or something and like saw this and person on a run outside with no one around with their mask on, it, it would be like, yep, I'm winning. And like, <laughs> I don't want to like, like blame oh the liberals or whatever because I'm not even a registered voter, but I'm just like, dude, the left these days are falling for the shit nonstop. It's like, well, there's no one's questioning anything. No one's doing any sort of counter research or like going off Google. Like, so that's a big part of my story. So I really was brainwashed when I lived in New York. I, Cause I lived in Europe before yeah. that I was Super a drug addict. Yeah. And then I went to New York and I got sober and like my whole reality like switched and like my identity was, open you know it was it w I was just this sort of like blank canvas in a way and I, I got sucked into this very New York state of mind and like started dating women and I was queer and then I was like going to so much therapy that I was convinced that I was like oppressed by the white male you and my therapist so was virtuous. so on board with that yeah and I was Kirsten, yeah, I was <laughs> Kirsten was cultivating her virtue. It's crazy. I was I stood up on a pedestal of victimhood. Yeah. Like I oh really felt like I was superior to people because I was an oppressed queer person, you know, and, and I took so much pride in that. And I really like it's so interesting how hypocritical that like being virtuous in these days is because it's all about being, you know, all inclusive and accepting mm -hmm. everyone. But if you're not queer and you're a white straight man, fuck you. <laughs> like there's so many hypocrisies. I'm not even and, completely uh, white, but I will <laughs> pretend to be a white straight man just to p piss liberals off. <laughs> just be, but like I hated Republicans 15 years ago, yeah. like Bush. I fucking hated those guys too. Now I'm just like, Oh my God, but at least they had some sense of conservatism and like patriotism too. Like the amount that I, I, you know, I, I it was like, but almost, I don't support any of the wars we've fought in. Like, I don't, I'm no, sorry. Like I support that. the military, like, no. but I wish the military would like wake up and be like, okay, it's time to overthrow the government. Like the constitution says. <laughs> exactly. Which I value very much today. And after I left New York, I farmed, I got in the earth. I was like on the road for six months. And uh, by the time I got to Montana was when everything shifted for me. Like, I have... <laughs> you moved out to Republicans. Hey, well, what are no. you doing over there, it's girl? It's not even about politics. You want to learn how to... <laughs> You want to learn how to skin a deer? <laughs> You're out there hunting with yeah, a bow and arrow. Yeah, and shit. I was becoming more of a man than any of the men that I was interacting with in oh, New York. Wow. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but my uncle lives there, off the grid, has his own water, has his own food, has a horse ranch, and just you know, he's a Navy SEAL. And, oh and yes. He, a real up. fucking man. <laughs> Very much so. Well, like you, you're like you're out in freaking New York dating male feminists, which are basically rapists, <laughs> undercover rapists. <laughs> oh yeah, girl, I totally. And you're totally <laughs> oppressed. I would never do that. And then you get drunk and they fucking date rape your ass because <laughs> they can't compete in like a male dominated arena. Uh, well, I I decided to be queer for most. of I my would time turn in New York. queer too if I yeah. was if it was if my freaking dating pool was my a bunch of leftist was men. Way more butch than any of the men that I was <laughs> meeting while Walt's there. She rolled her own tampons. <laughs> she was. <laughs> she was free range. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. He, he, my uncle just 
kind of rocked my world and opened me up to the sort of there's a brainwashing that's going on there's a programming mm-hmm. that i totally was you know signing up for and so deep in i i really i f- i still feel like it's it's been like a year and a half since i spent time in montana with him and he was revealing all these emails that he had and all these things that kind of just opened me up to what i was convinced was virtuous and true and, mm-hmm. and very much in the liberal realm of things and yeah i i, I am like exiting the, <laughs> the matrix in a way because i it's i don't know everyone has their own truth and i can't like rush anyone on the journey all my Absolutely. friends in new york are still very much uh i don't even know how to put it kindly but um their team Biden, their team um, wear the mask, get the boosters, it's just do like, the things. You know what I think happens say is yes to big daddy government and big pharma. When you grow up, are you spend most of your life in a fucking city, and and like you think like oh we're so progressive we, yeah, like this me is the too counterculture yeah we like I was I would have identified as a liberal like if mm-hmm. you like fifteen years ago right yeah. And, like, you grow up in that city, and you're isolated in that city, so, like, you think you're just so virtuous, and you know about science, and climate change, and feminism, and racial oppression, and all that, and it's like, then you leave the city, and you realize, holy fuck, the cities are fucking sick, they're, they're crumbling, they're like overtaxed. They're they're over violent. Overpopulated. They're toxic. Overpopulated. Overpriced. Yeah, they're unhealthy. You can't ride the train in New York anymore. It's so gnarly. I mean, people yeah. do it, but and so it's you sad. leave the city, and you real, especially if you're doing farming. Like I did mm-hmm. the same thing in Kauai, and then you're just like, oh shit, natural law. Like, wh- what are the laws of nature? And then you realize, oh shit, like we're meant to have bacteria on our hands. The left <laughs> does this great job of making you feel like they really care about humanity. But when you realize that's not how nature works, you realize these guys aren't doing this because they care about humanity. They're doing this for control and profit. Absolutely. And that was another thing. All these health problems that I had when I lived in New York, all this anxiety and stress. Once I removed myself from that, I ate from the land that I lived on. Walked barefoot. Walked barefoot. Got grounded. Got rid of the EMFs everywhere. Yeah. Drank clean water from direct water sources that Mm -hmm. I could trace. It was like I couldn't go back. Like my body changed on like a cellular level. Mm -hmm. Everything changed. And And I realized like it started with food really. Like if like what we're eating like you go to a grocery store you can't find the stuff that i was living off of like you have to be very careful of what you eat like i had to it was like obsessive of Mm -hmm. seeing where it comes from how it's manufactured what is the soil what it what is added to it Mm -hmm. like you can't i don't it's it's really difficult in these days to find pure water even pure food and um once i kind of tapped into the fact that that's all been a lie like what we're consuming, everything that's been sold to us, everything. And you think about like, I don't know. I remember when I was in London and I was like doing tons of drugs. I was watching the Adam Curtis documentaries and 
he goes over how like Freud's nephew, Adam, Eddie Benet or something, mm-hmm. was the psychologist who moved over at the turn of the century to America and invented advertising and marketing. Yeah, I heard about this guy. And sort of like shoving this idea. Yeah, of, so it was all about manipulation. Yes. It wasn't about. You need like, more. Yeah. You cannot trust yourself. You're not enough. You're not whole. So consume these things and you will be. Like cigarettes were marketed to women and <laughs> Coca-Cola was marketed to women because they stayed home. And yep. You know. And there was cocaine in it. Yes. So you're super productive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that like creates a, a bigger yeah. gap in your overall like hungry ghost. I'm pretty sure I talked to Annie about it. I might have talked about it on our podcast. It was like when you look at the way that. That the majority, I don't even want to say majority because I feel like, you know, it was probably like 60, 40. I feel like maybe in the beginning, 50, 50, but I feel like very quickly it, it shifted to 60, 40, whereas 60% didn't trust the narrative and 40% did. And then I think it moved down to like 35, 65, which is kind of where I feel like it might be at now, or maybe 30, 70. Um, 30 pe- like 30% 30% of society believes and trusts the government okay, okay. and like 70% doesn't yeah. um that like when you look at how society reacted to coronavirus and things like that and particularly the businesses that were allowed to stay open as opposed to the ones that were like <laughs> supposed to close yeah. the way people reacted to it when we look at their diets and we look at how factory farmed animals are treated now, again, I'm not a vegan. Um, I have done my plant-based thing. Actually, for the last four days, I've been eating no meat because I do that. I go through phases where I where I want to cleanse my organs out or cleanse my colon out or whatever, and, and I'm in that phase right now. Plus, it's springtime, spring cleaning, which is a good time to be doing cleanses and stuff. But when you look at the way that society reacted to the coronavirus— it's not surprising when you look at like all the fast food rec- restaurants that were open or people looking for sales on meat in the supermarkets or whatever. Um, and you see how just terror and fear and caged up these factory farmed animals are. And then you look at humanity as a whole and it's like they're reacting. This is the meat that they're consuming. So, of course, that energy is that's what they're feeding their body. So, of course, that's the energy that their body is producing with this stimulation that the government and propaganda that the government's pushing off on them, it's making them react like the, the animals they're eating. Mm. Right. Absolutely. And I have no doubt that it's 100% that like sure EMFs are going to take part of it. Some of the shit that we, you know, some of this way that they, they taught us in school and sure. Some of the external stimuli with media or whatever, but I feel like the most major part is what we're putting in our bodies and these animals that we're consuming. It's not even just animals though. I've been doing a lot of research on like vegetables too. Yeah. I mean, all the pesticides, the neurotoxins and all that. Yeah. And any, any processed foods, even vegetable oil, which you think it's vegetable oil. It's, it's not vegetable oil. It's, it's terrible for you. It causes an array of symptoms and, and fractalized, yeah. Un- undigestible. I mean, it messes with your fertility. It messes yeah. with your um, your mitochondria, the, all of your cells. And Girl, ain't none of that of bullshit ways. messing with my fertility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're good over here. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot like that was kind of the root. Like I've I've known for a long time that the source of of our whole existence and like how we operate and how it's kind of all revolved around like consuming Mm -hmm. um, has been corrupt and exploited for 
quite some time. But even like listen to like like when when you really get deep down the path, like you'll even like get into like phonetics and linguistics and language mm. and words yeah, and stuff. That's a fun one. Consuming. <laughs> Who's it consuming? Con. Who's it consuming? Right? Right. It's like consuming us, right? Oh, you're a consumer. You're being consumed by your five senses. Like, and they tell us there's only five senses, but there's more than five senses. I guarantee it. Um, I mean, there's seven chakras. Why wouldn't there be seven senses, right? But they're only telling you there's five senses because. Yeah. All information is limited for a reason because they want us limited because we are powerful. You think about the amount of us versus them. If it really is that small number of people that are running the show behind the curtain right now, mm -hmm. we should be terrifying. And we would be if we weren't like fluoridated and numbed out and apathetic and addicted to porn, addicted to drugs, overdosing all the time, drinking all the time, eating a bunch of sugar and binging on shows and mm -hmm. All the things, all the distractions, all the thing, all the like very easily accessible tools that just make us weak. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a lot of it right now. Well, a lot of people, they don't like people are like they're creatures of habit. Right. So like a lot of people like they'll they'll, they'll have like mental issues or like emotional problems or like dietary stuff or like and like. I've had a lot of people ask me like, well, what, what do you want? To, what do you think I should do or this and that? And like, I'll give people suggestions, but like a lot of people, they, they legitimately do not want to change mm -mm. their behavior. And I, and it's always like risk versus reward. It's like, so like, like with the ketamine thing, it's like me and my friend were talking about it on a couple podcasts back. And I had said, um, I'm like, yeah, I don't ever enjoy or I don't ever look forward to these hallucinogenic journeys. And he's like, yeah, me neither. And and he's like, why do you think that is? I'm like, I don't, you know, it's like, it's hard work for me because I go to deep places. It's like, yeah, sure, some way through I enjoy it. Once, once, once things clear and open up, I enjoy it. But I just always know that, like, the number one monster is is within me it's not even the world around me mm. and and so he's like yeah he's like he's like a lot of people are like you know like what what are you so nervous about you know his name's jumper he's like, what are you so nervous about like jumper. you've done this before and and he goes yeah he's like yeah i've done it before several times he's like that's why i'm scared because i know what to expect and i was like exactly i you was know? just talking about this because i with with a friend on the phone um we've been sober a long time and it's like you do the work like if, in in the program of recovery that I'm in, it requires a sort of like constant assessment and inward journey and inventory that you have to take. And it's not fun necessarily, but it's super important because so much of our society today. Yes, it's it's a macro problem, but it all comes down to the sort of inside work that mm -hmm. it requires. And I have another friend who isn't sober, but she is a person of color. And we were talking about Black Lives Matter. And she just kept saying, this is an inside job. It's an inside job. Like if you have a problem and you feel like you're a victim, like you need to do the work mm -hmm. and empower yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with everything that we do. Like, yes, it is a challenge to go in and to take that inventory and to look at your part. And sometimes it isn't necessarily your fault, but it is important to at least get clear on where you stand in this sort of storm or whatever it is that you're in. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, ketamine it must be very... Well, what's really crazy is I... Because I haven't done anything in like two and a half years. And I, I would venture to say that the last decade I've spent more time sober by my own free will than I have smoking pot or drinking or whatever. Um, and like... It's weird because I used to do, like, I used to smoke weed and drink and, and every once in a while do a drug to escape reality. And it's so funny because now it's, like, I do, like, hallucinogens and powerful things like that to, like, really find center. Mm. And I don't do them all the time. It's very, 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 very rare. I think it makes sense because we're in an upside-down world. Like, our reality is, is not an actual reality. It's all this, like... Truman Show yes. sort of shit. <laughs> so it is. Like it's not really reality. You kind of have to go deeper than just inside yourself because you, I am still brainwashed. I know that there's still so much. I mean, there, we we don't know anything. Well, really. Let's just put it this way. Like, if people are like, would well, you just think everything is a conspiracy? And I'm Sorry. like, no, I don't think everything is a conspiracy. I know it is. <laughs> I know that there's a reason why they changed our, our, our calendar up from... 364 days to 365 days. I know there's a reason why they have leap years and daylight savings. It's to throw off our circ circadian rhythms and our connection to the calendar and the cosmos and to the specific days of the week. They, they are doing this to throw us out of alignment with our surroundings. Meanwhile, and when I say they, the people at the top, the people that make up these rules, they are part of a, a ancient club it's always them and their ancestors and relatives that, that just seem to be in power they know the real day of the week they know the real year we don't know that shit and it's specifically designed to throw us off and like well, i guess that's another thing because i've been thinking about you know i've i when i was on Kauai, i was pretty much vegan and like the whole back to the meat thing like what bill gates is like involved with the fda right and the fda is supposed to ban meat by 2024 like that's supposed to be like well they're gonna try yeah like that to me s s you know suggests that maybe meat is not bad for us and no of whole, course like, vegan not craze like, so becoming so popular is just another thing that's becoming popular that is maybe a psyop or some sort of uh, it's just deterring us from what is actually optimum so for, forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, we're outside. It's nice out. We're sitting in a flower garden doing this podcast. <laughs> so th there's a plane flying over. But um, what all that's about is, is um, and me and Annie talked about the blood types and stuff like that and what specific diets relate to certain blood types. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that, like, um, you know, sure, you can, you can be a successful vegan, and there's a lot of really healthy people that um, have done veganism for, for many years. And I believe that it re requires a specific type of diet to make sure that you get the right oils and fats and the right proteins and the right carbs and the right sugars. And you really just have to be really militant and know the proper um, levels of each one of those things to uh, sustain a plant-based diet. Um, but... Like, you'll see a lot of, like, vegan athletes and stuff, and they're, like, really ripped or, like, world powerlifters or whatever, but I guarantee you they weren't vegan their whole life. They got a lot of that power off meat. And when you look at human evolution, since a lot of these vegans are all about science and they trust the science, well, let's look at the science of how our brain got so much bigger, and it came from animal fats. 
and and it's there's a fact it's a fact that fats affect our neural pathways and our in our in our brains and that um i just look back at like my when i was vegan or plant-based or whatever and um i wasn't as sharp and i was way more emotional Mm. right so because now you're in plant consciousness you're you're soft and you're more grounded and you're you know what i mean And, and so like when you're eating meat you're you're not necessarily a predator but you're a carnivore you're more in like you're more like an animal consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of anim- most animals are herbivores, but even herbivore animals will kill each other for when it comes time for mating or, or, you know, oh, you're eating my plants, right? So like human beings, they just like have this unrealistic thing and I get it and I think it's very noble that you don't want to kill and consume animals. I think that's very noble and if, and if you feel like that's your life path, I encourage you to do that. But I also encourage you to be grounded and not turn your diet into a fucking virtuous mm-hmm. religion yeah. where you're, you're, you're scolding everyone else because I know all my family members and friends that are O blood types, they legitimately naturally crave meat. And when they don't get it, they get grumpy and mm-hmm. weak. Yeah, and, and same. Like, yeah. That's me. So. I guess I'm just, you know, it's like the Bill Gates and FDA. Like, yeah. you oh, guys are telling the, me I can't eat meat? Yeah, like, that's another thing is like <laughs> anything that these popular people tell you, the opposite is what you should be doing. <laughs> Not just billionaires, but yeah, most billionaires. Mm-hmm. That's you should be doing the opposite of what these scumbags board, tell you. Start questioning. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, basically my new perspective. Well, I think it's like in a book, like 1984 or some shit like that, like where they talk about like Soylent Green, and and they're legitimately going to feed us bugs, and soy, and human meat, and that's yeah, and they're going to create the Soylent thing. The, that's what I'm saying. They're going to create all this bullshit, yeah. and they're going to they're going to s- pawn it off on us, <laughs> and they're going to say this this is good for us, and this is going to save us, and it'll protect us from climate change, and and a bunch of city dwelling dipshits that fall for whatever their television and school tells them will do it, and then then they're not going to understand when their whole world is crumbling how did this happen and they're going to like look at their their navy seal uncles and be like you're a piece of shit and you're a you're right racist. wing and <laughs> it's just it's really bizarre that like all these people that used to work for the government like navy seals and recon rangers and these high level military my friend jumper was in the military how all these people now all of a sudden they don't trust the establishment that they worked for mm-hmm. i wonder the fuck why <laughs> Yeah, You know, it's like maybe you should listen to your crazy conspiracy theorist family members or your ex-military family members that don't trust your schools or, or government. Or just step out of your, this back to the ketamine sort of analogy, it's like step out of your comfort zone. When I left New York, I, I, I've always grown up in cities. I've always been a city person. I mean, I, I definitely had my fair share of, of nature growing up, but I have always identified as as you as well as a liberal yeah creative person and mm-hmm. i was so obsessed with like the concept of anarchy and subcultures mm-hmm. and being on the fringe I'm still of kind society. of obsessed with the concept of anarchy oh i love I it i feel like that's I, better I than what we would have move. now and i'm not talking about communist anarchy no, neither no 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 not communism yeah but yeah anarchy is it's the way yeah um but but yeah i was so obsessed with that being my identity that i forget where i was going with this <laughs> Because of the fucking shit bag <laughs> ADD interrupter. <laughs> Sorry, this guys. brain thing. <laughs> I'm going to put it. I'm going to just mute my mic. <laughs> oh, but I got out of my comfort zone. That's it. So I left New York and that was the turning point for me. 
because I was uncomfortable and I had to sit with myself and I had to get honest with myself. I had to connect with nature and that sort of pause, taking advantage of like staying inside and, and not being able to do the things I would be doing because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I was able to tap into that inner resource and like really listen to what I need to eat, to what is my truth, to what feels true and yeah. and right and Pono, you know, yeah, versus yeah. what is a part of the programming what is an agenda like what where's the corruption you know i kind of got a little bit more um i guess sharp with my senses and my intuition suffering particularly self-inflicted suffering will make you do that and i'm not talking about like suffering where you get hooked on drugs i'm talking about like where you exercise or you do fasting or cold therapy Mm -hmm. or sauna sessions or like you know, hallucinogens or things that make you come out of your, your comfort level where we live in a society where people are encouraged to safe space and, oh, you're a victim and all this stuff. And it's just like, dude, you guys are literally going to be the first people to die when shit goes haywire. I read a really interesting statistic yesterday, which is speaking of virtue signaling. Um, people that buy green products or, or buy clean for the planet um, or that drive electric cars are more likely to be mean and reactive and also the highest insurance car insurance rate that there is is for blue priuses because they're the most aggressive drivers they're angry and they're less pleasant so there's drivers are the worst (laughs) well there's that psychology of like well i'm doing good things i'm saving the planet and i care so fuck you well a lot (laughs) of these that's a thing with a lot of these people and i've said this before is a lot of these people they don't really want to do the right thing they They just want to feel like they're doing and because of that they can be assholes and tell people that aren't vaccinated that they should die or you know just kind of cancel people as easily or they want you to believe that this establishment is so racist and this and that but when a pandemic happens the same establishment is here to save them and their families (laughs) it's like (laughs) wow yeah that's that's it it's so backwards sorry guys we took a quick break to get some water and use the facilities (laughs) um so you've been so you decided at the beginning of the pandemic to to take off and just travel from New York? Yep. And tell me, so you went to Montana with your Navy SEAL uncle mm-hmm. who, who red-pilled the fuck out of your ass, and then you went to Kauai after that? After that, I went to New Mexico. And Which is also, what is that, the land of enchantment? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. yeah there's, I saw some so. dope shit in New Mexico recently. I made some very cool friends connected pretty hard there it's a really intense energy there it's hard it's very masculine it is it's very hot masculine hot is is masculine and mm. cool is feminine oh is that what you mean by hot because temperature wise it wasn't that hot <laughs> well i mean it, during the summer it's like super hot not in taos because it's higher altitude it's it's not like okay. arizona phoenix style heat but um, um, I was there in the fall. I went to Chaco Canyon. Well, Chaco Canyon. It's like one of the oldest um, Indian uh, 
structures in America, mm-hmm. one up, to, to my knowledge, which to me means there's other really old and probably older places because if it's popularized, and which Chaco Canyon isn't super popularized, but it's popularized enough to be called one of the oldest um, structures in, in North America. Um, and it's like in alignment with moon cycles and stuff and just – you would look at it and you wouldn't think that it was like necessarily built like unless you knew about architecture which i looked at it and i was fascinated by it it blew me away i was like oh so this will keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer the way that they built it and i also um there was like a lot of like like little spaces in it like these circular things that went deep into the ground that i that i assume were like like bath areas or like sauna areas or um maybe even the, like because when you look at the the art the uh terrain around it it's like so like desolate it's like you got to drive through like hours of desert to even get there but what i noticed was was there was this like huge like ravine where like this river was and there was trees growing out of that ravine um, and then when I walked up on the plateau, this, this mountainous area above Chaco Canyon itself, there was literally petrified roots within the rock. So for me to like look at this place, I was like, oh, at one period of time, this place was way more fertile. It had to have been because there's no reason why these people that had such a broad range of like trade and like you know, supposedly connections to the Hopi and Anazazi and, and, you know, the Mesoamerican, you know, Aztecs, uh, Yaquis, Mexica, and all these, these, these other indigenous tribes around and, and potentially even going up into, you know, higher parts of North America for trade. And, you know, this might have been a stopping point. There could have been, like, why would they have built this in the middle of a desert? It just doesn't make sense. So when, when I look at, like, in... And I don't ever believe, like, official narratives. Like, I always look to, like, people that, like, you know, because, like, like you'll have, like, archaeologists telling you or, like, historians telling you, but then you got to, like, bring in a geologist who can, like, read the terrain. And then they'll put pieces together. They'll be, like, you know, like, for me, it's, like, when they always tell me slaves built, like, the architecture, I'm, like, bullshit. Like, I did basic architecture in America, like, this basic construction America with free men. There's no way I could kidnap someone from from another state, bring them here, beat the shit out of them all the time, give them, you know, sleep deprive them, malnourish them, and then teach them how to fucking use power tools to create well, basic also, ass where architecture. Where are these archaeologists and geologists learning? Exactly. These like, what is the exactly. source of their, like, what's the reference of of their education? And exactly. Who's teaching them, and who's the the king of knowledge in the department but a really, lot of these like you're just indoctrinated it's like yeah. anyone that has those credentials it's always worth questioning a lot of these people will say oh yeah this was a desert area they did this they did that but like for me i'm just like oh well well why is there petrified roots in these rocks that means there was trees throughout yeah. these rocks there's there's so much i mean talking about like the holes in the earth too that you were seeing and and that sort of geological component like i think about there was on the south side of Kauai, there's a hole or like a giant entry into the middle of the earth. Are you and talking about Waimea Canyon? 
Is it's, that what it's called? Well, yeah, Waimea is incredible, but no, there's there's actually like a millet like by the military base there. There's like a hole in the earth that's completely protected, like twenty four seven surveillance. You cannot even get close to it. But I there are locals that I know that have actually approached and like saw that there's a hole that goes like infinitely deep mm-hmm. from what they said, and then immediately when they got to that point, that were like shoved out by security guarding it, and it's like what is what is that? <laughs> you know, like what is going, like, why is it being hidden from us? There's so much that's hidden, like the North and South Poles, like we know nothing yes. about. You're not able to fly over certain parts yeah. as a plane flies overhead right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, you know, in Hawaii, when we're talking, that to me is that's a that's a that's a sign from nature and human nature is a reflection of mother nature. So the plane flies over. Right. As you say that. That means what you said is true because when we when we were in Hawaii and we would talk and then all of a sudden you hear a gecko go chip 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 then you're like confirmation. bam confirmation right there <laughs> thank you little guy <laughs> yeah it's letting you know what you just said is mm. true right and, yeah and, and that, as above so below there's so much we don't know and there's so much that's being concealed yep and uh, our history I think if you hide that that aspect of our being in our essence then i mean if we don't know where we come from did you listen to mine and annie's second podcast on the millennial reign of christ no i haven't listened to that listen one yet. to that i get okay. into our history being alive and then i took it even further down this other person's i wrote all these notes down on it and i took it even further and this new york patriots uh, i'll send you a link to that too maybe i'll just send you the link to that one okay because that one's super if you thought like you, you liked the first podcast you did with her wait till you see where my mind goes in the millennial <laughs> i can't like when i start going off on certain things i'm like where the fuck how do i know all this shit <laughs> it's like a, well our subconscious knows everything right and yeah. I feel like you and Annie both are such like energetic people We're and weirdos. so open. Your channels. I tell Annie all the time, I trust what she says and what she is so much just because she's an open channel. She's a vessel for whatever spirit or energy is to come through. And she's just relaying it in a very interesting way. And, both and of you us in your own way as well. M- me and Annie's, she's Gemini in the eighth house mm-hmm. and I'm Capricorn in the eighth house. The eighth house is Scorpio and it's like a good and bad omen in astrology so it's like i'm a she's a gemini born under the influence of scorpio and i'm a capricorn born under the influence of scorpio which means that we are going to be led into the occult and secrecy and in like spirituality and 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 yeah we're (laughs) like we're it's Mm -hmm. you're either going to be a serial killer or a high priest or priestess is basically what's going to happen or or a fucking heroin addict and there's no in-betweens. Yeah, you're you're extreme. going somewhere extreme. You're going deep, deep into the spirit. Dark, or bottom of the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so you went you went from New York to Montana. I went. I I stopped. Um, and then in New Mexico. A, like I stopped in a lot of places before I got to Montana. I was farming on a homestead in Wisconsin, oh, like on the border that? of Minneapolis. Um, it was beautiful. It was incredible. I was there for like two and a half months. Was it organic? It was organic. Yeah. This woman, she's a writer. She, she's like a fifth generation homesteader there Mm -hmm. in Wisconsin. She's also Swedish and she is in her sixties and just runs the whole thing by herself. It's also an artist commune and 
some of like the biggest, most beautiful vegetables I've ever grown or seen on her land that she just has. She's a Scorpio as well. Wow. She's she's deep and she really understands the earth. Wow. Really like beautiful, like I felt rough that way about hands. The, I felt that way about the vegetables we grew in Kauai. Mm. Wow, this is some of the farming on Kauai most is beautiful produce oh my God, I've ever so grown. vibrant. Yeah. So alive. And I mean you can watch things stops. grow there too. Yeah, it's it so pumps. prolific. It's incredible there. Yeah. yeah, but that was my like intro into like it was just very intensive, immersive. Did exchange. you talk to the plants at all? Oh like, yeah. Such a I'm weirdo. a singer. Yeah, I, I would ta- to literally talk to the plants while I'm like touching them and like the vibrations yeah, of my it. thoughts are going through it. They love it. And I was like, oh, I just want to learn and teach me about the earth. And, <laughs> and it was like when I left Kauai, I went and I did this 10-day silent meditation, Vipassana, which was like, you know, I the third 10-day. I do another day. one of those. Yeah, I did this. That was like my third 10-day. And I was like, and I remember like being like so upset because it was like, man, you know, like I asked the earth to talk to me and it didn't talk to me. And when I left that meditation, it was like, what the fuck are you talking about? The whole time the plants were talking back to you, you know natural law now. Mm. They like literally spoke through my fingers to me. That's, yeah. Natural law is the most important thing. And I think that's why we're probably a little more comfortable with this super deadly pandemic that we're in. Because it's, we die. We die. That is the law. Like everything's coming and going. (laughs) Well, and then also it's like, I've lived through shit that's worse than death. I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Hey, well, that's another thing. Yeah, we've had the gift of desperation, and and the government was the very people that put me in those situations that were worse than death. And I know I don't trust them. It's like they're like they get us all fucked up and they fuck our you know our environment up. And but they're gonna come save us, mm. right? Is yeah. it? Oh yeah. Oh sorry guys, we're the ones that developed all the chemicals and the toxins and the fluoride and we did all this horrible shit and dumped all this shit. We're, we're coming to save you now. We care all of a sudden out of nowhere. <laughs> and people fall for it and I'm just like, oh my God, this is why they keep doing this shit. This is why everybody keeps getting victimized and it's the victims. It's like, do I can't feel sorry for you guys because people like me that like legitimately have been victimized and I don't cling to my victimhood that I learned from my victimhood, you won't listen to me. Oh, shut up, white man. And it's like, I'm not even completely white. <laughs> yeah. But it's we like, have... I'll play the white man just because you guys are racist against him now. And racism in any fashion is bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. The Moors were black. They tortured Europe. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that happened. Oh, we won't we won't go there, though. Let's not even look at that. That didn't happen. The Irish were some of the first slaves in America when Europe came here, which I don't believe. I think that this, this, this continent has always been populated by all races, but that that was just a convenient narrative to get minorities worked up and to detach them from their homeland. Like, like it's like I don't believe Israel is is the is the land of milk and honey. I don't believe that that's like where all this vegetation and fertility grew. I think it was either in Africa or America because that's where all the vegetation is. That's not to say that at one point that that desert couldn't have been a prolific, fertile place. I just don't believe that the people with blue eyes and pale skin that are claiming to be the, you know, the original Jews are the original Jews. It's like you're biologically that's impossible. You can't have pale skin and blue eyes and be from a desert. That's Mm. impossible. And I'm not trying to be racist or anything. I'm just saying, like, hey, I'm going off biology. Like, what, what, what people normally come from deserts? Dark-skinned, mm-hmm. dark-eyed people, mm-hmm. right? Because they have to endure the sun. 
And so we look at like the people that are there, like the Palestinians or the original Israelis or whatever, they are dark-haired, dark-eyed people. But it says in their own Bibles and in the Christian Bible that there will be they, there will be the false children of Israel. And even a lot of the the uh the uh orthodox Jews and and a lot of these people they're anti-Zionists and they're they're anti all this and they talk about this stuff too. Like their own people of Israel will talk about this stuff. And they'll also talk about why they believe the children of Israel are suffering because they'll, and they'll go into like biblical prophecies like well like you know Moses came and they saved you from the Egyptian pharaoh and um and then you still wanted a king you know what i mean and we they you know God and Moses tried to warn you no you don't want a king trust me but you guys well, well the Egyptians have a king these people have a king we want a king too and then you get a king and you're miserable and it's like well that's what you asked for <laughs> and now you're playing the victim right it's mm. like you asked to be victimized and then you play the victim and it's like and and maybe you don't consciously ask to be a victim but your subconscious is you strive to be so much like everyone else and you just want to fit in so much that you victimize yourself why do you think we do that we're creatures of um, women do it more than men which is why I believe a lot of religions are like men are like the leaders of the household and stuff because men are more likely to be um, and that's not to say men are better than women because I don't believe that at all. I believe that we're, we're better in different ways than one another when, when we're in true alignment with divine masculine and divine feminine. Um, but I just feel like men are more willing to um, brave the darkness alone and um, to face the elements. And, and women are more likely to be family-oriented and friendship-oriented and, and be more like... Um, like if you look at like roosters and chickens, like they're totally different. Like roosters are solitary a lot of times. I don't know. I paid well, a lot I, of attention to the chickens also and roosters. Also, you think about lions. lions. Same thing. Yes. Are, li male lions are always solo. Exactly. And then yeah, the female lions are the ones doing the hunting. They might have a brother or a homie male with yeah. them yeah. to Rarely. defend themselves from other groups of lions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but men are like that, too. It's like we brave the elements and and um, but like maybe I'm just super masculine. I feel like my journey is or that. you're in touch with your divine masculine. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's like like I will like do things to agitate like everybody. Like I like to be <laughs> to pro be a provocateur. Okay, I don't do that. <laughs> like, well, I love I love to challenge people like I'll challenge feminists and gays and and you know s Republicans and Democrats and I'll challenge everybody, right? Like I feel like nobody is immune from getting roasted. Uh, I roast my own family members. My best friends roast me. I love it. I, I my 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 if you're a really good friend to me, you'll throw my shadows in my face and make me face them. Mm -hmm. That's how I know you love me because you're you're telling me my flaws. And I, I, don't, I just don't feel like I feel like that's why a lot of us are in the place we're in now. Why our society is slipping because we're not facing we've, we've stopped shoving people's shadows. There's so many taboos. Yeah. And everyone's on eggshells. Oh, you can't talk like that. You'll well, offend and, someone. And don't assume someone's gender. <laughs> it's 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 crazy yeah there's a lot of a lot of silencing because we don't i don't want to be a bad person i don't want to be perceived as a racist someone accused me of being QAnon, and it was it was hurtful like that's like yeah people were calling me that it's like 
Dude, I was a conspiracy theorist when it wasn't cool at all. I I never trusted the system. Yeah, I was trying to red pill people on fucking MySpace, okay? I was talking about satanic pedophiles and Mm -hmm. the dangers of circumcision and all this other crazy shit years before QAnon was out, all right? I I did it before, like, when 90% of the people on my page would attack me. And I would still stand my ground on shit. I'm like, watch. Watch what's going to happen. Then all of a sudden... COVID happens, and eighty percent of my page starts coming to me and asking me questions. What is what, what's going on? What's wrong? I'm like, dude, this is a new world order. I told you, motherfuckers, Agenda Twenty One was coming. I tried to wake you guys up to that shit ten years ago. You told me I was well, crazy. That's, yeah, that's another thing that actually, like, a part of my journey. Every state that I went to was completely different throughout yes. COVID and throughout like their responses and the regulations at the state and forest, yada yada yada. But I, when I got to Montana, I was also. Uh, I guess enlightened to uh, I I didn't realize how bad human trafficking was I didn't realize how extreme it was and um, that that blew my mind I mean I knew that child pedophilia was a serious issue I know all about those rituals not all about them but I know I know a lot Um, but after that I went to New Mexico and I met a woman who uh, a like native New Mexico woman. And she told me about her friend who was human trafficked for years. Mm-hmm. And then she started talking about how their her and these other people that were also trafficked since they were children are like convinced that like Trump was, you know, he's, he spent like $600,000 something like that on, on helping with human trafficking or like put it into human trafficking. And she had this theory that like, Trump once was kind of in the mix of all of that shit and he was trying to right his wrongs and he was the only one that was actually in terms of like a political figure yeah. or in the media whenever he had a chance bringing up yeah. the concept of trafficking and and it was really interesting to hear someone like that who had been an actual victim talking about this like total villain that everyone hates yeah <laughs> and and seeing him as as just at least a hero in a sense that he was acknowledging her because yeah no one else would. And the fact that the mainstream media still will not bring up the astounding, heartbreaking numbers and reality of human well, and child trafficking. Well, because now they've, they've got a clear pathway for human tra- tra- trafficking. Yeah. It's called the southern border. <laughs> yep. And every and, and all they got to do is just throw out, oh, it's racist to do this. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck and up. That's the th- yeah. You know, it's and like, no, they, they, this border is for drug trafficking, human trafficking, and and for terrorists to sneak across, it's not of overdoses. Yeah, from fentanyl because yeah. of that border. Since all of this bullshit. Well, and and the very there's so much. The very people <laughs> that are so focused on on you know slavery 200 years ago, they're not talking about slavery in Africa right now. Since you know their hero, the Clintons, you know, took out uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Um, mm-hmm. They want to focus on on slavery that happened 250 years ago, which I, I don't even I don't even know the narrative. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I just don't trust anything written in history. I, I do believe that there was slavery. I do believe that. Do do I know if that was the timelines? I do not. Um, but the very people, it's like, what do you think part of slavery was? Human trafficking. It was for sexualizing children, women, men. Like so, why and would you guys that are have a house in Haiti where there's a crazy amount of oh, child don't even get me started. <laughs> like, Dwight like, from the office is in on that. Yeah. 
so many really? of these. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I know Tom Hanks Adam is really Schiff. in the mix, too. Yeah, Tom Hanks. I met Tom Hanks once. I'm sorry. Um, They're all creepy. But, yeah, yeah it's like, it's, uh, why? how can you guys complain about slavery and not tie trafficking in with that? It's like, it's... Everybody wants this neat little box mm-hmm. to put shit in, and oh, it's they like love the boxes. I'm sorry, like everything is connected. Like you look back when man was really intelligent, and and the earth was really healthy, and it was before the age of enlightenment. I'm sorry, that's the age of stupidity, mm. in my People book. People were warriors. People were warriors. Men were strong. Women were strong. Uh, everything was connected. You know the seven uh, arts and sciences. In like you know, uh, I believe it was the uh, trivium or qua- it was the trivium, you know, like with with languages where they tied in like math, science, music, and arts and all this. All the academia was tied together in a very fascinating way, and since then they've 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 separated them by subjects. And now it's like, oh well, you can't know this if you didn't get a degree in that and. And it, they've just taught everyone to think in a very linear fashion, whereas most of even the even the advancements in our very linear civilization have been by people who don't think in a linear way, like artists and shit. And everybody loves they want to use and love the arts. But then when the artist talks up, they don't want to hear what we have to say. Mm-hmm. You guys are crazy. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I don't believe that. My television didn't tell me that my school didn't tell me this. Well, who controls your curriculum? That's oh, the right. Rockefellers? There's Art seems to be fading into a very interesting place right now. And I know art can never die. <laughs> we have this cat, Trammelsey, the big, fat, furry, black kitty. What's up with your Behemoth. thick black ass? <laughs> very thick. Yeah, it's. It, I I feel very silenced. I was having dreams when I first moved to LA of just being choked all the time because I could not speak my truth here. I had a dream a couple nights ago. I woke up, which I haven't had in years. It was sleep paralysis. I woke oh. up and I was stuck. <gasps> and I had that all the time in London. So check this out. I I like. I and you know how like when you're in that state you're so scared you don't even realize oh I, this is sleep paralysis <sighs> before I've never been able to do this I like within like a few seconds I don't want to say a few seconds probably like five, 10 15 seconds I fucking fought through it and I broke free uh, of it and I was n- I was never able to do that before wow yeah I mean I feel like you always have to kind of push through it though Oh, yeah. Every, every, yeah, every time I've had paralysis, I had, it was like fighting the sort of demons off of me. Yeah. So, you lived in Kauai before you went on this uh, this American rock star tour again recently? I, no, I was living in New York. Then I did my massive road trip across the country. Okay. Where I re fell in love with America. Okay. Understood the sort of privilege and like blessings. Yeah. That I have here. Yeah, because all the people that want to tell you how privileged you are, most of them are spoiled brats Mm -hmm. that had more privilege Mm -hmm. than anyone. And they're able to be whatever gender they are and whatever, however they want to present themselves. Because of the freedoms we have in this country. Because of the sovereignty. Let's see you pull that shit in a place like Russia. You're (laughs) in a communist nation like Russia. They will beat the shit out of you Yeah, which sometimes I think that's just what people need. 
Oh, you know, absolutely. I don't think people have been hurt enough to understand how lucky <laughs> we really are, how, how blessed we are in so many ways. And yeah, I feel like I've had that, that sort of beating. And I think once I understood how lucky I am or just, just the beauty of sovereignty, which I've always, I've always felt very free. Um, but like my, my sort of like reconnection with like being American and like what, how that actually is cool. Like mm -hmm. it's so uncool in New York to be American or to love America. I mean, really anywhere right now feels super uncool. But like when, when it came time to like make a choice with my body, like when I was, cause I was working on a farm and everyone on the farm was getting the vaccine cause it just came out. And they're what, like, was that in on Kauai? Kauai. I All wonder, when did you leave Kauai? In December. Of did, just was there a guy named Brian over there with you? Ugh. What? Yes. Did he come from Maui? Uh, no, 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 no. This was an LA person who had a farm, and he it, he had work traders, and they were all very LA. No. He was like about to force everyone to be vaccinated to work on that farm. He was. Uh, of course, he's from LA. He's very virtuous. Yeah, yeah they were. There very, wasn't a very guy named virtuous. Brian over there with a dog named Kai. You Kai, a I white pit bull. I don't remember him. I don't huh. think I ever met that Brian. Yeah. But. I it felt very, at that point, my body, I think all the nature and, and connecting with my truth and the universal truth, the vaccine was a hard no. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think I would have been able to access that, that like dose of freedom or like that source of what freedom is if I hadn't sort of like found my appreciation for this country and like mm -hmm. why freedom is so important. Yeah. I guess. That's why they. That's why it's like it's crazy. It's like I don't identify with the left or the right. I I, I embody some of both sides. I think in anybody that's you know completely left or completely right is is, is severely misguided, um, and they're absolutely out of their fucking minds. Putting it, things in boxes just doesn't <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah, it's not. but I am for sure a constitutionalist, mm. and it's like. You I know, hey, the the right to freedom of speech is very important. The right to bear arms is extremely important. And if you know you know what's going on in Australia and Canada and Europe, you'll understand why the white right to freedom of speech and the right to bear arms are important. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. these people don't have that same thing, and that's why they've been taken over. And they have quarantine camps, and Justin Trudeau can lock up their bank accounts and do all this stuff. Which that that's coming to a town near us, guaranteed. Um, Absolutely. But I think um, we're gonna see a lot of dark shit. But I think men like me and my friends and your your uncle, we're gonna um, we're gonna fucking wreck shop <laughs> on on <laughs> these fucking that. pedophile elderly pedophiles that have been in office and power for decades now. You know, it's like. People think, you know, all their political heroes are like, oh, they're just Democrats. It's like, no, all of these people like Nancy Pelosi and, and all these Chuck Schumer and all these scumbags, Mitch McConnell and all these Joe Biden, they were all in office and in power during the reign of George Bush Sr. And these are his homies. And mm -hmm. George Bush they're was a homies. fucking Republican. And so they're working together, you know, with Lin Lindsey Graham. You know, he's a freaking <laughs> closet 
homosexual <laughs> pedophile, which ain't nothing wrong with homosexuals. Pedophilia, I'm dead against it. I don't care fuck what you think about it. That. I want to fucking beat the fuck out of pedophiles. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no... Not okay. I, I caught eight, an 18-month time out in prison for fucking up pedophiles. And I, oh. and I will stand by that. That's on my fucking rap sheet. And um, Oh, you're a big threat. Yeah, yeah, I I am a serious threat to these. That's why, like, when you're talking about the virtues of transgender and children, it's like I want to fuck these people up. I want women to fuck up the women transgendering their kids, and I want men to fuck up the men transgendering yeah, their kids. So you're sexualizing children, and I'm not down with it yeah. at all. There's the, nothing virtuous. The spin about on DeSantis and and his bill, which is basically he just doesn't want six-year-olds to learn about sex yeah. and like what how to have sex etc yeah like the fact that the media is saying that it is like what the media is saying, what are they saying? About it's it? homophobic and anti-trans yeah, or it's something like don't like say that. gay and like all these people are just like yeah. standing up so angry about it without actually understanding everybody what that lives in a city is. mostly city dwellers it's all, yeah it's all my new york people all the portland people the LA people all the and soy boys it should and- just be basic understanding that do- just don't fucking go there don't sexualize everything male on female or male on male whatever it is just don't go there like just let them be kids for like a little bit <laughs> well <laughs> what happens is when we eat all these hormone and pesticide laden foods and we give you know vaccines you know that have little boy cell you know cells and stuff in them to little girls when we when we do give these hormone altering foods and vaccines to children what do you think that does it creates a a nation of children that are genderly confused and i'm not against those people I, again we have the freedom to do and be who we want as long as it doesn't involve harming people or sexualizing children or animals or anything like that Unfortunately, this I, I have a problem because I don't believe it's the gay and trans community that are pushing these, you know, these trans agendas on children in, in the schools. It's they're the fucking aggressive. scumbag. They're very aggressive, though. Well, but th- that's because they're indoctrinated and they, they believe that, oh, they're they're against us and these people are against us. But it's like, no, it's the, the politicians, the pedophile politicians that are pushing this curriculum in schools mm. and then they're getting it's the normalized. Yeah. They're, they're like getting these, these LGTB communities worked up by saying, Oh yeah. See how sexist and homophobic and transphobic these people are when really it's like, no, we don't give a shit if you're gay or trans or right. anything like Do that. Your thing. Leave the fucking Just children the alone yes. and don't force your weird mental illness and bullshit on us i will address you as za or zed because i'm a nice human but that doesn't mean i have to agree with your bullshit like there is two genders you are like the one percent and you expect the rest of the world to to kowtow to your sensitivities it doesn't make sense and it really it is a part of this like crazy I do believe in, like, intersex to a certain degree. I do believe in hermaphrodites, and I do believe that, you know, hey, if you want the freedom to be trans, sure, just like you have to wait till you're 18 to smoke a cigarette Mm -hmm. or get a tattoo or get drunk, hey, you got to wait till you're 18 to mutilate your fucking body. Absolutely. Right? And the only reason— What I think is really interesting—I mean, it is so much because of what we put in our foods and our waters and all these Mm -hmm. vaccines, et cetera, yada, yada. BPAs and shit like that. But I was reading this article at the beginning of COVID, which really stuck out to me uh, from an evolutionary biologist who is stating that every species, before it goes extinct, 
has it they start to become androgynous mm-hmm. and it kind of blew my mind because i was still in new york at that point surrounded by all these sort of ambiguous androgynous beings and i was like oh is this but just they, like they our that, form they <laughs> see that as as a as a phase of evolution Mm. Like, oh well, there's no longer any separation. We're gonna, but I'm it's gonna like become one. <laughs> yeah, I would guys in, in a fairy tale dreamland that might be really cute. The problem is, is for for um, the proliferation of our species, we have to know how natural law works, and they've done like experiments with like rats and mice where they fed the rats as much as they wanted. And then the population got out of control, and then all of a sudden the male rats started becoming feminized, and the female rats became really angry and aggressive. Uh, hello, we got these really feminized male now, and these really angry and aggressive mm, leftist women. And uh, and then what would happen was is is the male, uh, you know, everybody became miserable. And then the female women, they started rejecting their own babies. Hello, abortion. Abortion is virtuous, right? And and I'm not anti-abortion. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's just like if you look at what's happening, like particularly in the leftist group now, the men are feminized. They're fucking so weak. They're not going to fucking protect you if the military's kicking in. Soft ass beta cocks. Mm -hmm. And then the leftist women are like angry and miserable and butch. And they're, they're, they're like super into like feminizing their own children and transgendering their children or getting abortions and stuff and it's like hey this is like the fucking this is like the human (laughs) version of the lab fucking rat mice experiment right Mm -hmm. here i forget the name of the experiment but yeah i would love to read about that yeah the end the end result was was uh was a dark one. I remember that. Um, <laughs> well, big shocker. But I don't see the w- Earth is overpopulated. I see the cities no, 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 is no, overpopulated. No, I think there's an abundance of space. I think the oh overpopulation thing is just as Fairy real tale. as a uh, global warming. Yeah, and so you've traveled a lot, right? So a wouldn't lot, you lot, say that like sixty-five to seventy percent of the places that we we have to get to, like sixty to seventy-five percent of the space between these places, is empty? So many open spaces. And I see those spaces as potential spaces for agriculture. Or if the climate isn't um, fortuitous for um, uh, like um, outdoor growing, that we could have warehouses with aquaponics Mm -hmm. or hydroponics. Hydroponics. Right? Like that's what I see. It's like – but – Everything that's happening now, I just see as like a false apocalypse or a false food shortage or climate change. It's like the people that are pushing all this shit are doing it, uh-huh. and then they're blaming it on. They've they've done this great job at separating two classes of people, and they're just blaming each other. And it's like and it's, oh. it's Russia, right? <laughs> it's Russia, or it's the right, um, or it's the left, and it's like. But it is interesting. Bill Gates was like a Jenna Twenty One or something. He's like he bought all that farmland, which are all directly associated with the water sources in mm-hmm. majority of the states in America. Like he he owns so much of that farmland, and it's like closing in. Well, I mean, from what I've read, I haven't. I don't really know all that much, but. Well, the scary part of all this is is America helped. 
um, kind of with a lot of like the third world countries and things like that with um, destroying and taking over these these groups of people. And yes, a lot of those people were minorities, but a lot of the people in the military were also minorities that helped do this. And this is why it's very important for a military to wake the fuck up and see what's going on and to be aware that hey, like, your family members are in America. Your friends, your identity is all in America. And, you know, at some point you're going to have to say, like, well, I'm just doing my job. That's mm. just not going to cut it. Mm -mm. You're going to have to be like, okay, well, we got to do something. Because we've we've, we've laid out the gr blueprint for what we're going to do in this country by doing it to other countries. And, and I said it years ago, you don't think that this is going to come back to bite us in the ass? You know, it's all going to come back around and wind up on our doorstep. And that's kind of what's happening now. And so I think that shit is going to get really dark. Um, and shit is going to end for a lot of people. And then there's going to be a, a group of people, particularly men and women, that um, were prepared and that were willing to suffer and that knew how to suffer and that knew how to deal with hardships. And the backlash will be so severe from these people that um, these really isolated elites that are basically like super wealthy trust fund kids that are super like unaware, just like their base, like all the leftists, modern day leftists, again, 15 years ago it was the right. Um, mm. But like how we look at the left now is just like super isolated and unaware and just like you guys are just so dangerous to yourselves and the world around you the elites are the same way they just they, they because they're so isolated they just have no connection to what's going they're on they're scared though it's like you back super a scared. dog a rabid dog against a wall it starts barking and biting harder that's exactly what it feels like they're doing right now they are trying so hard to flex all of the powers and control that they yeah. can possibly access right now and usurping it in the most disgusting ways it's gonna something's gotta give laws of nature and when and when i look at like just you know 15 20 years ago when i was talking about a lot of yeah, and I've in my, and I've been able to be a lot more eloquent in in and uh, provide more citations with the things that I tell people now. Um, just more people are waking up to shit. More people are seeing it. Like I watched a lot of friends and family members just wake up in the last two years, particularly, and I feel like con like these people they can't control consciousness. They're they're fighting against nature. And because they have God complexes and because whatever cults or whatever manners these scumbags, you know, were like raised in, they are like so disassociated from reality that it's just going to, there's no way that they can, they just, yeah, they can't see the gameplay i think yeah i think there's going to be some serious truth bombs dropped soon i think a lot of people are going to have to wake up like there's going to be a lot of truth that's unveiled somehow and i also think that there's going to be a, a shift in power soon yeah i think that there's just like there's this dark cult working for the destruction of this beautiful earth mm -hmm. and, and family they're and keeping people away from god they're keeping people away from spirit and and the truth absolutely i just i also believe that there is a army of light mm -hmm. working towards i feel that more than i ever have in my entire me too life. and i know more darkness than i've ever felt yeah 
And yeah, it's, it's like a the, beautiful duality. Wow. And I I don't feel overcome with the darkness though. Where I I have you know, for the past five years, fa- past ten years, I feel like I've been like in the dark night of the soul. Like it's been so intense. The hero's journey, the her- the heroine's yes. journey. <laughs> yes, truly. And yeah. and I I really I don't think that that's gonna win. Like because I'm coming out and I I feel I don't I just feel like there's been a lot of portals and downloads and openings in the past year even. Yeah, absolutely. That, um, yeah. It's it's contagious. We all have ripple effects too. So like your awakening and you experiencing that lightness has a ripple. It casts out whether we realize it or not, even in the most subtle ways. I do believe that. Oh yeah. It's like the 100 monkeys theory. What's that? Uh it's something like where these scientists went to an island like there was like this island chain, so there's multiple islands around the area and they saw these monkeys or and the monkeys were like spending all day trying to like crack open an oyster or something. Oh, right. And yeah. and they showed the monkeys how to crack it with a rock, mm. and so they could crack multiple oysters and on this one island. And then within a month, the monkeys on other islands were doing the same <laughs> all thing. All the island monkeys got it. So it's called a hundred wow. monkeys theory. Yeah. So that they did like it was like a a scientific tests for consciousness. Right. And um, I think about that a lot. I also think about like, you know, like, again, a lot of people were led to, um, you know, more deeper into to their faith in Christianity, which I think, you know, religion is better than than atheism or Satanism or, you know, demonology for sure. I think anything that's unpopular right now is more likely to be. The more true, but I also feel like Christianity even is is super popular, and I also think that there's a lot of limited perspectives within each one of these religions, mm-hmm. and I just don't see, like, if you know, I just see a lot more of a mystical aspect to Christ than what your church is telling you. Absolutely, get out of the box. Yeah, and, and it's like, you know, I just think a lot of the church like tries to isolate themselves from you know, the fact that the book was rewritten or that it was translated from multiple languages or, or tampered with by the papacy or that they kept like the Nag Hammadi or the Dead Sea Scrolls or the Book of Enoch out of the Bible. And all of this stuff is like, well, why did they take this stuff out? Like, oh, well, it just made it more readable. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. What what messages did they remove from this book of of like this magic book, this very... Incre- like one of the more incredible books on the planet that, that is tied into all these other religions that is saying all the other same shit. Even like the story of Christ is very similar to the story of Viracocha and in, in Machu Picchu and the Inca people and, and other places like, so it's, it's just really bizarre. Um, but I, I feel like, uh, just anything popularized at this point is, religious or otherwise is like guys it's been tampered with well that's i've been thinking about this a lot lately because i lived in la for a year 11 years ago when i was doing heroin and i was just like in the darkness like Mm -hmm. i loved anything dark and evil i was obsessed with alistair crowley i like yeah i was i I fucking hate that guy 
Yeah. Oh but my gosh. Well, the more I would know, I give him more... props as a magician? Yeah, he's fucking. He was a hardworking, brilliant well, magician. He tapped he into to... some very powerful sources, yes. and he revealed he was very a dedicated. lot of his wisdom to some of the worst people. In but the world. in the end, what was he? He was a piece of shit trust fund baby who died alone, addicted and to heroin, sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cliche. But I was really drawn to that. I was anything dark. All my passwords had six 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 in it. Everything like. I was drawing Satan was so pentagrams. Edgy. Yeah, I thought I was so edgy. And that's what was cool. I didn't realize that that was just like I was drawn to it and I was almost possessed by it or something. And then I feel like I've been kind of coming out of that darkness since I got sober. Mm-hmm. I've been like on the very opposite side of that. And I'm realizing how I don't I don't know. Like I, I went to my friend's house who's who's trans and they had this giant like sculpture of Satan's head next to their bed. And I'm like, we don't even realize that we're drawn to the devil, that we're like, that's what's like motivating us. That's what we're connected to. We are the devil. We are the Christ. (laughs) We have it all. We have to, yeah, we can tap into both. But I think there is, it is that sort of like duality. And that's a part of the war that's going on right now. Is like that satanic and that sort of Christ-like choice you have choices satanism is like instant gratification it's convenience convenience addiction to our five senses bondage yes to your story to your victim mentalities exactly yep and so it's like you're a slave to your desires and that prevents people from they think it's really going to be the easy way and i always tell people i'm like you know i tell people all these things that i do and they're like oh yeah you know and they won't do it and it's like fine you know that's their journey you do what you want but you know when you're suffering and you're complaining all the time and you're refusing to do this stuff or at least try it or you know do it for like a month or two months or 90 days or whatever to see what that does for you well you know it's just like you're just prolonging that suffering and you're avoiding these monsters when for me i'm like i'm gonna do these this this controlled suffering because i know at some point the monster is going to show up on my doorstep and even if i can't conquer that monster i want to be able to to put up a fight against that motherfucker Mm. and to not be so terrified that I won't throw a punch back, even if that monster kills me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just don't want to be scared. And and I have this theory that what's going to happen with a lot of these people is they're they're feeding the monster and they're, they're empowering the monster and they're, oh my God, we're going to help this in climate change and all this shit. And they're just feeding this monster and then the monster is going to show up on their doorstep and be like, oh, what, you didn't think that you were part of the bad group? You got... <laughs> You guys were you protesters. Didn't even you didn't want to look at me. Yeah, and in like just disregarded. You helped. Yeah, that's what they're called useful idiots. So they empower this tyrannical communist government and what happens is they become useful idiots. It's like the government uses them to get in power and then they're like, "Oh, well these guys will all protest against us, so we got to get rid of them." And they're going to show up on their fucking doorstep and be like, "Okay, well it's time to go to these quarantine camps. You thought <laughs> you were exempt from the because you told everybody to stay home and save lives? Oh, no, 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 you're coming with us. You're not on our team just because you thought you were one of us 
because you did what we said and we told you what to do. But you're a poor fucking peasant, and so is all your children. Or you got the vaccine and now you have AIDS, so good or, luck. Yeah, or some shit like that. It's <laughs> like, and like, these is, motherfuckers. Is that the agenda, really? The monster is going to show on their doorstep and they're literally going to melt. They're going to shit their pants. They're going to piss their pants. They're going to sweat. They're going to cry. They're going to vomit. They're going to do. Ev- they're literally going to melt because we are liquid. So all the liquid is going to pour out of their body and they're just going to be filled with the most, the utter terror. Wow. Is that your prophecy? That's just one of what I believe is going to happen. Wow. They're literally going to melt, <laughs> right? With all of the human. Like the Wicked Witch of the West. Well, the, it's all of our <laughs> liquid, all of their liquids is going to come out of their body, right? <laughs> Think about like, I've been in situations where I've been like so scared or so emotionally fucked up, I vomited. Mm-hmm. Or like cried yeah. Yeah. or sweated or pissed or shit. Like I got jumped in a bathroom once where I was getting kicked. So I thought I was going to die and I literally pissed and shit my pants. Mm. I didn't think I was going to live. Right. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. Hey, guys, I went through that. How many of you guys went through that? Mm-hmm. Right. I survived. I'm I'm here now. Right. The next time I got jumped, I went down swinging. <laughs> um, so. uh but these motherfuckers, they're going to melt and they're going to become over consumed with fear. That's what Which I'm saying. Which is already their base emotion. That's, That's where they what I'm operate. saying. Is yeah. I just don't want, when the monster shows up on my door, doorstep and be like, all right, motherfucker, I've been expecting you. <laughs> these guys all think the monster is on our side. You're such a stupid ass. <laughs> We did everything he asked. We did. We did exactly. We we did. We did the shit to our children that we probably shouldn't have. We endangered them. We we stuck them in the monsters' schools and the monsters' hospitals, and we fed them the monsters' food. And yikes! Yeesh! And you melted when the monster showed up because you didn't know how to fight him. This is a great, great story we're living in. It's fucking fascinating it's so entertaining yeah i was talking to my mom this morning and I, and she's in texas just like sitting pretty and i'm like just get the popcorn and watch the show like this is just pure entertainment whatever we're fine like at this point like we can handle anything <laughs> well and you think Let's about go. it like everybody following like the narrative and like listening to the media and the schools and listening to this very well sculpted manicured story yeah. of his story and all this shit <laughs> um they, like the real story is so much more fucking fascinating. It's so rich. It's like yeah. truth in my life. That's why I don't listen to stupid fucks that think they're intelligent. Like it's like, yeah, you may have some smart shit to say, but like if you suckled on the system your entire life, like when I grew up around fucking gang members and, you know, was in prison and like had to fight for my life, it's like and, and like know how the system works and how criminals think like I'm not going to listen to you like you have no foresight of well yeah I mean the more educated you are the more indoctrinated the less you know worthy I deem you as listening to you know I at this point I just do not find that intelligent or interesting <laughs> and it's like I'm like hey dude this is what the fuck's happening like you don't think these guys that have been in power for you know thousands of years or hundreds of years are going to try and maintain their power Exactly. By yeah, any means necessary. There's yeah. There's a dissonance. That they they that run they the don't. television. <laughs> they run all these corporations. They run who the do media you think, outlets. All of you, them. Yeah. Who do you think empowers these corporations by po- by pushing policy on us? Mm-hmm. It's these guys. Who do you think empowers the politicians with insider trading? 
<laughs> Why do you think these politicians are worth hundreds of millions of dollars when they only get paid two hundred grand a year? Because the stock market is catered to them. Amen. Yeah. Anyhow, the real story is fascinating. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Kirsten? Where are you going to next? After this L.A. stint, while I'm here working on an album, and then, I don't know, I kind of like fell in love with someone in New Mexico, and he grew up um, in the Pueblo. He's Native American, nice. and he's got land. What tribe? And the P Pueblo. He's just like a Taos Pueblo. No? No. Pueblo Indian? No, just Taos Native. Nice. <laughs> From the Pueblo there, and... um yeah, he's he's got some land and I might do some farming and just like explore that, but at the same time I'm I don't know. I don't feel like romance at this point. I feel like mm -hmm. fighting. I feel like mm -hmm. continuing to make art. I'm so inspired right now and continuing to travel and meet people and just be. <laughs> you know, I'm isn't not that, I'm not sure. Isn't that crazy like I look back at like a lot of my relationships when like it ended and I was so broken hearted and, and and devastated and and left this situation where there was a lot of comfort and love and like but that's when I created my most prolific art mm. whether it was painting or drawing or writing and I've done it all or dancing or now I'm like like getting into comedy and like literally seeing myself doing stand-up and to not so distant future and it's like right now would be like the most opportune time i'm traveling like i could go do open mics yeah, different places you, you can collect a lot of material yeah i could totally see you doing comedy yeah so you're dark enough <laughs> you're twisted yeah. enough oh i will <laughs> i'll give you a taste of some of the shit that i wrote before i leave right now but we'll <laughs> we'll end the podcast so so you're just gonna do your album and and then who knows I mean, if I get signed, if I find someone out there that wants to sign someone who's not woke and uh, manage me and... Or sign yourself. <laughs> you know, the internet's pretty... Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot, pretty of, powerful. A lot of resources, a lot of exciting things. I would that think I that like a place access. like Tennessee yeah. would be probably... Well, I, mean, I think after this album, I'll, I'll go for the country route. <laughs> well, I just, I just think like, because that, isn't that like... like Nashville, isn't that like big? Yeah, it's like a music, real place. music town. Yeah, it's beautiful too. Mm. I never been there. I'm really looking forward to going to Tennessee in the south. Yeah, I love Texas too. A lot of what's going on right now um, is the people at the top have they have no creative potential, so they use artists and musicians and actors and dancers and painters and people to create their sigils. And their, you know, their money, the, the symbology in their money, and and to uh, mesmerize and enchant the public. They're mm -hmm. using the artists because the artists oh, are the absolutely. true magicians. So these motherfuckers are sleight of hand magicians, where we are the real wizards, right? These guys are these guys are just like evil fucking wicked witches of the west, and we're like Glinda. We're like try we're trying to like use like love and healing and truth. Yeah, we want to we want to channel and open ourselves up to truth and light and and the real powers instead of these corrupt powers. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want to be a puppet. So tell everybody about your music, your name and if you want them to find you and if not just be like uh all right, I'm <laughs> I'm done. 
You can find me on all streaming platforms. My name's Kirsten Nick. Um, my last album that came out last year is called Close Your Eyes. And this next album that I'm working on here is going to be titled Open Your Eyes. <laughs> um, I was thinking that. I almost said it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, well, I was on Kauai. I wrote like 18 songs there. And I'm here to just like unleash it. Unleash the beast. Um, I don't want to hold back. I can't handle any more strangling choking dreams i need to speak or sing nice um so yeah check out my videos check out my songs i feel like a lot has changed so get ready for the evolution of it it's um if you feel like dreaming and like meditating and having sex to some like good spacey ambient sounds then you might like my stuff and uh yeah that's me excellent this well, was thank fun thank yeah, you you're welcome thank you for coming on Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Love, healing, truth. Mind, body, spirit. We out.